0: hey star wars fans and rule of the galaxy fans this week it is chapter 171 on rule of the galaxy podcast and tonight it is d doc dave doc hosting again i think joe will be back next week from his lovely trip we have missed joe i'm excited to get him back i don't know if you guys have heard but he's done some one-on-one interviews with scott reif and steve glossin that were recently released that i thought were some excellent episodes of uh rule of the galaxy podcast so check those out if you haven't heard them joe does a very good one-on-one interview um but tonight we've got the same crew it's been the last three weeks it's me brent and alfie and i'm gonna go around the room and see how you guys are doing brent how are you doing
1: uh i'm doing well so if you're watching the youtubes i may be looking off into the distance um that is because the indianapolis colts are playing on that thursday night football i know we talk football and we get into it i'm not a huge colt fan but at the same time, it's the local, it's the local team. So we're from Indianapolis. Um, they were just moving the ball and I thought the Colts had a shot and then there was a turnover. So that's where we're sitting right now. So if you watch this and you can time up where we're at. Are yeah, you that, you're bet,
0: you're a better man than me because, well, you are a Falcons fan too, though. So if the Falcons
1: <laughs> were on Thursday night football, would you still be on the podcast? That's my question. Yes, because I am not a fanatic. Just like I am not a fanatic for Star Wars, like to tie it back into the Star Wars fan, I can take it or leave it, right? Like I can look at things. I look at things realistically. I started when we were into this podcast, when people would say negative things, getting angry about that, but I need to let that go. More or less, like I'm just an average fan. Like because I don't have the Sunday ticket. I don't see all of the Falcons games, but I do have red zone. So whenever they get into the red zone, which is not often, uh, I do get to watch their game. That's how I basically see all of the Falcons stuff. So I'm not like diehard. Like I'm sure like I've talked, we've talked before. You are all in on the standing up, yelling at the TV, standing up, yelling at the TV, throwing stuff. If they don't do what you want them to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. It would be a rated R podcast and I probably would just be so disconnected if the Eagles were on while I was recording this,
1: it would just be bad. So
0: So, so better, I remove
1: myself. The first half of last week's game kind of boggled your mind, didn't it?
0: Oh, I was in panic mode. (laughs) I was in big time panic mode. I even tweeted what? about it. I never tweet too. And I just <laughs> I tweeted last week I said the Eagles saw some rain and you know decided they thought, you know, whatever the, the Jaguars are going to hand his game to us and I no. was freaking out and then you know right after I tweeted that I think someone on the sidelines showed Nick Sirianni and he was just like, "Man, this guy's crushing us on Twitter. We got to step our game up." And then the Eagles came back. So, no, I think I, really... I had a little bit to do with that, but I don't know.
1: I'd also like to say that I think the Jaguars are probably the uh, cream of the NFC or AFC South. They know, are actually, they're pretty good. They're, they're not the the Jaguars of the last five to 10 years. They actually have a, what looks like they're putting some stuff together and doing pretty well. So I'll shut up and let you introduce the other one, but I just wanted to <laughs> share. All right.
2: Alfie, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I was doing pretty good, but it's all of a sudden we have a, uh, emergency xbox live issues that's my son keeps coming up to me we, we got codes and passwords flying back and forth i don't know what he's trying to do in there but i was doing good man So good star wars week uh found some good stuff another great episode of andor can't yes, ask for much more
0: exactly now is he asking for credit cards or no
2: <laughs> no uh, he must have got <laughs> sa- signed out of something all right <laughs> tell to go
0: tell to go to xboxlivedown.com. I'm sure you already knows about that though I know I know plenty about it myself. Um, so like you said, I mean we had a good week for Star wars. I actually, you know, as far as figures and stuff go, I have something that I'll talk about a little later in the episode, and I think Alfie might have something a little bit of a figure talk. Oh, well, we too, might Brent. have something sitting right here. We'll keep background. it very short. We'll keep uh-huh. it very short, Brent. Might as well get it over
1: with and just bring it out and like I'll I'll sit back for the and watch my football for the next twenty five to thirty minutes. <laughs> and you guys well, have at it.
0: It's not the first thing I wanted to bring up. The first thing I did want to bring up star wars news wise is you know this kind of hit me out of nowhere new york city comic-con is going on right now should we expect to see any kind of star wars news from this do either of you guys know like is there going to be any type of announcements or anything from that i
2: haven't seen nor heard of anything associated with this comic-con being announced
1: yeah, and I don't think like while New York City is a big one, or like as a big city, um, I really think that San Diego Comic Con is like your premier Comic Con, mm-hmm. where where you get news and information dropped. Um, I don't think that they see New York Comic Con as the same level.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think there's always um, some toys, you know, some figures that may be released or shown, but I, I don't recall the being much in the way of movies or series
0: yeah like they did they did a big release for the super mario movie today which i don't know if you guys heard chris pratt's voice in that but i mean that's like the internet's going crazy after hearing chris pratt's voice dubbed over mario right now which i'll admit it did sound a bit funny but at the same time i think for mario they figure if they have like the characters talk like that the whole movie it would probably get a little tedious for an hour and a half yeah, it's what's he supposed to? St- yeah, just gonna say that for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would get a bit tedious. But I mean, th- as
2: long brought- as it's better than the live action uh, was that early '90s.
1: Oh, I still I'll haven't seen that. You, you. Oh my gosh, D Doc, It's a cult, terrible classic. It's I one did. of those. It's, it. it's one of those that's so terrible you got to watch it. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I stood in line
2: that. for that movie with
1: my little brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you know oh. how excited he was.
2: If, you know, and I can compare it because I was. I felt the same way seeing He-Man as a little kid, and then you know the movie starts, and you're like, "What the hell is? Who thought this was a good idea? Like, who came up with this?" And then somebody, lots of people looked at it and said, "That's our guy right there." Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've seen clips from the old Mario movie. Just have not watched it, so uh, that's on that's on the list oh. for for me to watch one day. We'll see. So, um, other
1: than New York Comic Con, I
0: mean, do you want to hit the figure talk now or after
1: end yeah. or talk? Hey, we've teased it twice now. Let's just get it over with. All
0: right, what do you what do you uh, as far as figure talk, Alfie goes? Do you have any uh, Star Wars collecting figure talk?
2: Yeah. Uh, first, I'm going to hit it off with this is the mm. Target exclusive uh, Morak, I think is how you say it, uh, Boba Fett. And we're going to expand on this a little bit because it is a great looking figure. I'm not going to bother showing it too much because you can't really see it, but look it up. It's, it's a great looking figure, but uh, I'm not really sure why it's $7 more expensive than all the other vintage collection figures. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so does that one have any extra special accessories with it or anything? A
2: removable helmet
0: and two guns. And, uh, it,
2: yeah, it was priced at $21, where most of the other <laughs> ones are 13 99 I think. Maybe 14 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it just because we're exclusives are now just going to be much more expensive? Yeah, I, I don't really what know. what going for. And then, uh, you know, this one, there's a story behind it. Uh, this is I picked up, uh, the, uh, deluxe. Oh, look at, box art. Yeah, look at that box art. Look at that box art. Doesn't it bring back the, the Kenner memories of oh. a kid, because we all remember what the boxes looked like before we ripped them apart. Uh, I have yet to open this one. I'm really hoping that it's inside with the amount of trouble <laughs> it took to get this figure. Uh, for those listening, uh, you know, I've talked about this before. For maybe just to recap, this was a pre order that was canceled, then refunded to a gift card that I no longer had, and you know, hours on with customer service. I ended up going back for it. It was out of stock forever. I just bought a new TV, I got a $25 gift card. It was finally in stock. So like a year and a half
0: later, I finally got this figure. And like I said, I really hope it's inside and it's not damaged. Show, show us that beautiful sticker that they put on the side of the uh, I removed box, most of you're... it,
2: but uh, you can still see the remnants of the sticker on the side. And then I can't get this part off of the box. That's the uh-huh. Best Buy order sticker. It's covering up the box art. I know it's a shame, really. It really I mean, is.
1: How do I? How am I supposed to see the figure and what the figure should look like? with the But well, there's a little the picture tape. on the
2: back, right there. What it what should all be in the box? And yeah, you got this nice action shot on the front. I mean, that's going to be the centerpiece to any collection, oh. right there is a cardboard box. Um, <laughs> and you know, and to go back to the other figure, it, it being six to seven dollars more expensive, this one was probably 12 to 14 dollars more than most vintage collections and then just comparing the two it's got two stormtrooper helmets and some flames that snap into the jet pack. so i guess that's another seven dollars worth of accessories
1: no you got to pay the artist for all that box art <laughs> yeah, yeah this guy I'm- you
2: know he set up some nice pictures here it, it really is honestly uh, a, a cool looking box I I don't have a problem with the box so much as uh, the way we are as fans. And we all know somebody in our circle of star Wars fans, or we come across them in the stores, you know, somebody's taking the stuff out of this box and putting it back.
0: Yeah. It won't surprise me at all. As I've gotten into collecting, I started following some guys who are also into collecting on YouTube and I saw them talk about stuff that other collectors do in the stores and I did not believe it. And I've been Mm -hmm. proven. I have seen the evidence. I've witnessed things where I've seen guys hide things. I have found hidden items behind the Nerf guns. Like people have said, they say, look for large boxes and look behind them. What do you know? There's some wrestling, wrestling figures that that's another battleground out there. Oh, I've witnessed that.
2: You want to talk, you know, you can make fun of me all you want about the box art. They are in full blown meltdown. They're panicking podcast right now.
1: Yeah, they're panicking because they, because the fact they think it's coming, right. It had nothing's happened to them, but they're afraid that the no, uh, that the no box cover is coming. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: And there's, you know, from what I've seen, you know, and maybe it's just because those guys are such fanatics and their figures are so pricey. I see the most of those being replicated and return to the store or the boxes being opened. And -hmm. and I mean, I know, I I can't say much because I'm sitting here with two figures that I said I wouldn't buy just because of the prices, but they're Boba Fett figures and I had to have them. But are we really that bad that we'll open a box and then take what's inside? Or, you know, you see the pictures of the guys who make the figures out of clay, and then take them yeah. back to the store. I mean, really, it's that yeah.
1: bad? Of you know, yeah, it, it's been that way, Alfie. It's been that way since we were our since we were six and seven years old. People, any way people can find something that's worth value, they will try to get take advantage. Human nature is trying to take advantage of situations. <sighs> there are people out there that we're doing. I guarantee we're doing that with with what the slinky. They were taking the slinky and like putting stuff back in and taking the slinky back. I'm like, I'm trying to think of things when we were kids that were of the same type. And I guarantee you people were doing that now it's different because we're older. It's different because we're looking at it because it's a collectible to us. And it reminds us of our childhood and because we want to try to collect something. And I think there's also that hope that when we do buy it, that it'll appreciate in value. Like it has over like all the stuff that happened when we were kids but yeah, like I, I mean, think about if you if you want to go into the figures, I'll go to sneakers, man. I used to work at like the uh, like was it buy one get one free shoe carnival, and people would like take their shoes and leave them in the boxes. Now just think about what happens with like these Yeezys that cost like eight hundred dollars. Like uh, that's a battleground too. People people will do crazy crap.
0: It's true.
2: I just it's can't, just like,
0: you know, put so my good. mind
2: around, yeah, like buying that figure, going home, making a clay model of it, painting it a little bit, putting it back in the box, and then taking it back to Walmart. Like, I know you can do that because people do it, but is it really
0: worth that much of a hassle? No, no. How do you sleep at night if you're
1: doing that? I mean, no, come on. <laughs> just because i play just because i play the devil's advocate all the time is it worth it hell no like i don't so i i do not subscribe and think that this is but there i mean that could be a hobby for somebody i don't like i don't know yeah yeah uh, yeah.
2: it's like the guy we met at uh icc sleeping collectibles i've commented on his videos enough multiple times just saying hey man you know i love your stuff i love your content love you finding this stuff but the thing I really like the most is that you put everything back on the peg that you look at and you don't buy, you know, we, we had this conversation this week about uh, DDoc. doc. You said your, your target was stocked, So I looked yep. on my target was stocked. I went there hours later and it literally looked like a tornado had hit the star Wars section.
0: It had to be out because I actually went there, um, And there was a guy who, I'm trying to get my wife to start listening to her podcast. She's going to be like, you didn't tell me you went to Target this week. (laughs) I stuck there. (laughs) Sorry, it's out. I got her to start watching Andor and I'm trying to get her to listen to us. Either way, I went to Target. I did not buy anything. Did not buy anything. Don't worry. But (laughs) there was a guy there in a Star Wars hoodie. And i could tell he was on a mission and he knew what he knew that there was stuff there right he was bouncing around he had a lot of wrestling figures in his hands i didn't see if he had any um star wars stuff but i saw him like talking to the target employee and him going to the back of the store and then he came back and he's like oh well do you got this back there and then he's sending them back and i'm like "I i know i know i heard joe talk about that on the podcast before they keep some of these stocked items in the back they won't even put them out because of yeah. what goes on i guess you know it's i don't know and like i told you the lady who was stocking the star wars section when i went there I, I sat there and looked at the darth vader helmet and she goes you're the fifth person who's looked at that box today what the hell is that thing i'm like
1: it's a darth vader helmet <laughs> you know is she doesn't Lego know one? any better is that the Lego one? No, it one? was
0: no, it the, was Black, the series. Black Series. Oh, the
1: Black Series. Dark yeah, they up. reissued yeah, yeah, yeah. it
2: for uh, Kenobi. And, it, yeah. you know, of course, it's out on the shelf now, two months later after the show ended.
0: Yeah, $131. I was like, that's very nice, and I would like to have that, but I'm just going to put you back. And she Right. Just like, you know, hey, it, that person has done that.
2: That Saw Gerrera figure is way too overpriced. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I bought one was because the guy in – that was there before me had four of them and there was one left. So is it that they ever going to get another one? I don't know. Could I buy it on Amazon? Probably. You, but that's a roll in the dice. You know, I told you look at the Hunter figures today. You know, why, why is that one 150 to $200? I I don't know.
0: I think because they probably made a limited quantity of hunter on purpose and they've made wrecker ready, readily available. They made, um, tech readily available. Um, crosshair. I haven't seen him as much, but I think they probably made less figures of hunter on purpose. So for people who want to complete their bad batch collection, they need to get hunter and they're going, they're going to want to get him. But, that doesn't benefit Hasbro in any way. All it does is cause chaos. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe actually just the collectors knew that Hunter was going to be the prime target. I'm not sure.
1: Um, didn't, uh, yeah. didn't I Sherpa back a uh, Hunter yes. for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For, cause when I flew down to Orlando, I think I brought you back. I brought back a crosshair for Joey. I think mm-hmm. I brought back. Uh, yeah. I think I got a couple hunters. So this was my
0: figure project for the week. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, I built the Bondi Darth Vader one, six scale model. Um, and that took me two days, like two days, a couple hours each night. And this thing just, these things are incredible. And I mean, this was, I think $30 I'm going to paint it. It comes with stickers, but I actually like painting it. It might not be as good as the stickers, but I'd like to paint. So. All right. So is it those- a couple questions?
1: Is it a call cloth cape? Or is it plastic? No, tape? it's
0: not. It's plastic.
1: Okay. Second, is it push fit or did you have to get in there and put like glue in there to keep it together?
0: Uh, it's, it's push fit. Okay. You, you and... snip the pieces. I mean, you have to like, if it's the arms, there'll be one half of an arm here and then you'll have to cut like some softer plastic um, pegs to put in for the arm to be able to move and everything so the joints move a lot on these and you can change out the hands everything like that the hands come in two-piece parts so they're pretty awesome to build they really are a lot of fun i'm a big fan of them yeah we built the boba fett one and it, it was a good time it can be difficult but they're fun so all right so is that have we have we hit our uh have we hit our gripes on figure talk uh for now
1: can I just add one thing? Because you guys talked yours and I made fun of the Let's box art. Star Wars Legion is coming out with Dinjarin and baby Grogu. So you can run like, so they're also coming out with IG-11 and IG-88. So all of those are going to be playable characters in the game. Dinjarin, you can have baby Grogu and he can do a certain thing. Like at the end of the activation, he can try to heal you. Or he can make somebody else like not panic, but not be able to activate. So he's got some interactions. But if you kill Dinjarin, Grogu becomes about like a token that the other team can steal for a victory point, wow. right? So you can also, if you take IG Eleven, you can also take Grogu, and the same thing happens. But so IG Eleven can be a nanny; he's got nanny protocols, or he can also be a bounty hunter. So you can have him in there and have, have him be the attack edgy 11 like he was on the bike, blowing stuff up. So that's cool. Uh, so Dinjar and Grogu. But uh, the main reason why I wanted to bring it up is um, there is a special Grogu that's coming with it. So you get, like, I guess it's just a figure together because it's, it's so darn small. He's got, like, a pose where he's standing with his hand out. Well, Mm -hmm. I I believe they made an alternate sculpt that was a limited edition with him eating a frog. And so like the frog, like the frog's feet are coming out of his mouth. And those were only given to like, the or offered to the top 200 sales of Legion stores. So the stores that sold the most Legion. And I found out the store that um, I go to and that I work with all the time. Um, was offered those limited edition Grogu's. So I don't know if it's because of my addiction that he's, but he, <laughs> yeah. but but there is, there is a, a large group of people in the area that play and uh, he's moving product to the point where um, those little limited edition Grogu's are available.
0: Hey, that's good to hear for them. That's awesome. I was going to say, did you have a fruit basket
1: show up at your door or something saying, <laughs> okay. hey, thanks, you know, you
0: got us the, the special edition.
1: I mean, he kind of has giving me a hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, depending upon how many he gets. Like, uh, I might be uh, able to get one of those.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Slide
1: one my way. But yeah, so a little baby Grogu with the frog seat hanging out of his mouth.
0: I like it. I like it. My last figure thing I'll say is I want McFarlane to take, take over Star Wars. I want Todd McFarlane. They make all the Batman figures. They just got the deal for Avatar, which is oh my a big
1: company. I my daughter got the Amazon like wish list catalog for like Christmas. Like it came. I'm sure everybody got one. But the I was flipping through it because I'm a kid at heart. The Pandora like Banshee figure. Oh, it's incredible. Oh my God. And it yep. was McFarlane. Like I noticed it was McFarlane, but that looks amazing.
0: Yeah, that's a the John Snow, uh, the John Snow I have right here. This John John Snow figure is by them, which it's a, it's a good looking figure. It's a little weird if you don't have his head on the right angle. But he won. McFarlane won an award during the pandemic uh, for sales because their line of Batman figures and other stuff he was doing just sells. And they said that he sells out of control even when there's no movies going on. He does the Witcher figure, which that thing is insane. I have the Witcher on Roach behind me. That's amazing. And I'm just like, I watch interviews with him and I'm like, this guy gets it. He's just like, my my job is to put out good figures that people want to buy. It's to make them available and it's to make a profit for the company. And he says, I do all three of those things. And I'm just like, all right, I, I like the sound of that. I'd go with McFarlane for Star Wars. But we'll see. I, I, Hasbro just got renewed. After I read that McFarlane article, I read that Hasbro is renewed for about another two two years or so. Hasbro is so deeply involved with Disney as far as, you know, Frozen goes and all their Disney princess stuff. And then not just the Black Series figures, but all the other stuff they do. They're very deeply rooted in it. And it's it's nice to go with the person you do know already, probably. So. They know we're still buying stuff, so whatever. I don't know. Hey, fill the shelves. <laughs> I'll buy more. Yes. Exactly. So, all right. Well, toy talk is out. We talk Comic Con. All and right.
1: Now...
0: That's uh. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh... This episode was called Toy Talk with Brent. <laughs> that's a wrap. Um. Yeah, we have we have a new episode of Andor this week and I watched it twice last night. I enjoyed this episode. I've saw I've seen some takes. I've seen some takes one way, the one way or the other on the internet. Andor is not as polarizing, I'll say, as Kenobi and stuff as far as arguments go on the internet, mm-hmm. which to me it's funny because I think it's an extremely entertaining show. Um, but I was happy with last night's episode. What were your guys' initial thoughts at it? Um, whichever one you guys want to go first. I go ahead, I man.
1: was gonna I was just gonna say that I think that it's entertaining because of the type of show that you like. You like a Game of Thrones type show, um, just because we've talked about it. Like you're into like a Lord of the Rings dialogue-heavy show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this show is beginning to suffer from what Alfie was talking about with Bad Batch. Let's see some Bad Batchery. Let's like, like that is what that is the biggest gripe, right? Like we want action. We want to see tight like just a little bit. Like I mean, we see Tie Fighters, and we'll get to that in a second. But oh, we want amazing. <laughs> we want to see a battle. We want to see blaster bolts. We want to see the the throes of action. We want to see space battles we want to see the last 30 minutes of rogue one right Mm -hmm. like those those are the types of things that a lot of people that are star wars fans want to see lightsaber battles but this is never gonna have a lightsaber battle but they just keep teasing us with this heist which we all know something's gonna go wrong (laughs) that something's gonna go wrong something's gonna happen it's not gonna go right like there's gonna be action that happens and they just keep teasing this and teasing this so I think that's where the I think that's where the frustration is, is that yep. the the people are being teased a little too much.
0: I agree.
2: What do you think about it, Alfie? Okay, it's like this: we've already seen Rogue One, right? So we know where this is going. I compare to, and let me just say, anything that sounds like criticism by me, I completely love this show. I've said it a hundred times today. I was on the edge of my seat listening to six people talk in an empty field for almost 40 minutes and nothing happened, but <laughs> it felt like something like lots of things were happening. Uh, Breaking bad. You guys watch that show.
0: Okay. Yeah. Never watched a single episode. <laughs> yes. You would enjoy it.
1: You would enjoy I know it, okay. but it wasn't I what I thought people like I wasn't what I thought it was gonna be though right based upon the way people talk about it I thought it was gonna be a lot more action-packed a lot more fast-paced I thought Walter White was gonna be this like like breaking necks every episode and he does a few things where you're like oh, oh you are a badass but it took to like episode four of season two for me to say that right
2: mm-hmm. and th- this is where I'm going with this with the rogue one comparison. I watched the last two seasons at work before you know it was really available to stream. You know, it was just on AMC, and I was working third shift at the time. It just happened. You know, we're there's never anything on, so we watched Breaking Bad. Once it was available, I went back and watched it and thought, "Oh my god, when are we getting to the cool stuff we saw at the end of the series?" You know, where everybody dies and everything's blown up, and there's machine guns and you know meth labs. You know, underneath a chicken place and i like, God, oh, this show is so slow and it's so boring. But it, that dialogue, that great acting starts to draw you in to where even though, and again, I agree with you, Brent, just like on Game of Thrones, it seems like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of intensity just in the way that lines are delivered, the way scenes are set.
1: I also, so another one that I would compare it to when I was talking to some people is I think because it is kind of a spy thriller spy game with Robert Redford and Brad Pitt, it was slower and it was like you had to watch it to pay attention, to figure out what was going on that Robert Redford was playing to figure out like he was being interviewed, but he was also trying to figure out what they knew at the same time. So he figured like to see where everything was going. Right. Like (laughs) You, it, did, it took me a couple of times watching it to realize what Redford was doing and what that character was doing. So yeah, it takes a couple of times to watch this if you really want to dive into all of the background, because there is something going on between Mon Mothma and her husband and it is like, there's I cold as ice going on. And I know it's going to be bigger than where we see, like there's going to be a split. They're going to split because he's, He's a sympathizer with the empire and she's not. Yes. yes. Right. Cause he,
2: to me, he's like what most middle bureaucrats would be with the empire. Just happy to be there and have your dinner parties and get to meet fancy people and really feel important. Whereas she knows so many
1: levels beyond of what he'll ever know of the empire. And he's only been in for what like this episode, maybe two minutes, three minutes. But there is to right. me, there's a lot of intrigue with that relationship yep. because I I'm like, Where's what's gonna like what is gonna happen when the poop hits the fan? Right. And that her daughter has
2: already figured out that you know any time she spends with her is a cover for her doing something else. She may not know what it is, but she said, You just want to be seen right you know, doing something with me. hmm. She doesn't know what it means, but she has the idea already that there's a motive for her spending time with
1: her.
0: Yes, I agree. That's what I have. I have on my notes here, earmuffs. If the kids are in the car, I said, Mon Mothma's husband and then equals and then dickhead next to it. So that's what I have for Mon Mothma's husband, because <laughs> you can tell that there's a big disconnect between the two of them. And, it's pretty obvious that he is talking about her to her daughter while she's out of the house and turning her own daughter against her. Because what did Mom Mothma say in that scene? She said, that's hurtful. And she's like, you you make everything's all about you. You know what I mean? But she's dealing with some big time crap right now. Like she's dealing with some stuff, you know, and it seems like her husband might be on the opposite end of
1: what she's trying to do. All right. Bear with me here. All right. Now, I'm a devil's advocate person from his perspective. She's gone all the time. She's not really doing anything with me. She doesn't want to support what I got going on. Right. So what's going Like, like why should I support her because she's not really supporting what I got going on. Right. So, so the, the opposite perspective could also be true that he's feeling slighted in some ways as well and trying to figure out, and I think he's sure. trying to figure out what she's got going on because why are you spending so much time away, or why are you doing right. this, this, and this? And you like can look at it. He's feeling. He's trying to feel her out.
2: You could look at it from this perspective too. You know, she's not buying into the empire stuff, and she's going to be seen as you know a uh, fork in the road to everything. You know, always being against what the empire is. It would be easy for a person like him to say, you know, why it's so futile. No one supports you nothing you do really has any meaning in the Senate because everyone else votes against the way that, you know, you're pushing. I, I think That's it's, a, you know, an interesting, you know, kind of look at, you know, we, we've always seen the high end of the empire, the Vader, the emperor, the the commanders, the military. What, what about just the everyday empire guys who are stuck on planets doing the bureaucracy, you know, what would it be like to be part of the imperial senate does it actually do anything other than for just show
0: yeah yeah and brent you're right too because I, I i'm catching what you're saying about him feeling slighted because you know they're in the car at the one point and you know we're jumping around but whatever we're they're in the car at one point towards the end and i forget what question he asks her but the
1: driver what's the driver's yeah. name?
0: yeah and he's just like take the freeway He's like, you know, basically like, let's get, let's, let's get home as quick as possible. Right. So either, I, I guess, so we can go home and sleep in separate rooms or something. Right. I don't in this know. It feels that way. Night. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was definitely interesting. I mean, we, we go back to our, our crew. Uh, there was, <laughs> there was a lot different vibes at the camp than last episode. Clem was obviously the new guy at the camp, and now he was getting tested big time in this episode. What's the name of the guy um, who was really going after him this episode? Do you guys know his name off the top of your head? Not the top like, of my head. I could look it up. I don't.
1: I don't have any look notes in the front tattoos. of me, but I but I would keep the same notes that you said about Mod uh, Mothma's husband. Mod Mothma's husband equals dickhead. So I feel like this dude is just like. But but there is a statement, and I think I saw somebody on social media post it, like, everybody has a rebellion, right? Such Mm -hmm. a good line. Everybody has a. Marvel Skeen. Skeen. But he obviously has, he's got a bone to pick, and I'm I'm trying to figure out, I'm going to ask you the tattoos, because I didn't watch it with subtitles on. Thank you. I I had a feeling the Book of Alfie would know what was going to go on with that. But the two different tattoos and obviously Cassian knows about it, but no one else knows about it. So that gives him a little bit of credibility with that guy for just a fleeting moment because of what what he knows about his backstory, what Cassian Mm -hmm. knows about his backstory. Uh, The first one that looked very professional and, you know, uniform in a straight line, that was a prison tag. So the guys, with no, the guys wearing no shoes were eventually – because they're going to show that that hasn't shown up from the previews. We haven't got there yet. So they're going to either like flashback or also go also he was in prison. Right, when he was 13. Right. He was there when he was 13.
2: The hand um, – I searched and searched for anything with a hand as a symbol, and the best that I could guess, because Cassian recognized it, would be, I would say it was probably a prison tattoo of whatever gang or group he was with when he
0: was in prison. Interesting. And he also mentioned, did he mention, I may have just heard this wrong because I didn't have the captions on, but he, did he mention something about uh, that battle possibly that Andor had talked about fighting in before? Because Andor talked about being from some kind of section he's like, oh, I haven't heard of that section. And Andor says to him like, you didn't miss much or something along those lines. Um, it, it almost sounded to me like he was talking about fighting somewhere or whatever, and them being on separate sides or maybe the same team. I don't know if, I don't know if I read that wrong. I could totally be reading it wrong. But I, um, I didn't
2: get a real clear answer on that one uh, other than, and, and again, there's nothing concrete that says they were talking about prison, but no. Yeah. It it felt like that's what it was going to be. Like, I I agree. Okay. And he said, we built many cages, which was uh, to me, seemed like they were talking about being in prison.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of this episode deals with the him being suspicious of, Cassian and kind of trying To get the other guys around them to be like Come on why am I the only guy feeling this Way I mean he gets pretty crazy In this episode You know to the point where Towards the end he Has the knife up to him uh, you know Which was Which was a great scene in my opinion What do you got
1: Brent? I was just gonna say I agree with why he went crazy right So but Cassian tells you why he went Crazy because Cassian's been In this position before at least we're led to believe that Cassian's been in this position before because the way that he was talking about it, right. The way that he was calm about it. And he was like, am I scared? Hell yes, I'm scared. How can you not be scared? But you're doing this because you're scared. It is okay to have those feelings, right? Like he wasn't Mm -hmm. mad about him trying to attack him. He, he was trying to say, I'm with you. Yes, we all are scared, but we got to make sure that we stick to it and we can't let that like get in the way. Like, so Yeah. yeah, like, I I really like the way that Cassian was explaining all of that to the group. Yes,
0: I agree. I mean, one of one of my favorite parts of this episode was when Cassian goes into the tent and they're they're like they're like, all right, you know, we're going to quiz you kind of. And then they're asking him about the ship and they're like, all right, well, how would you get it out? And he was just like, he's looking at them. He's like, you don't know how to fly this thing, do you? Because right. they're asking him about the weight on it and stuff like that. He's, I wrote down the quote. He said, my ass is on the line, you know, so I'm flying this ship. Um, is this a ship that we've known about in Star Wars previously? Do you do any of you guys know that if this is a common uh, ship?
2: No, but from what he's talking about, uh, this is reminiscent of the way Imperial design was in the EU with the launch tubes. That okay. you know, it we you know, imagine basically like an aircraft carrier, you know, your ship is stationary and it's going to be launched, so it's not just get in it, fire it up, and take off. You've got to know the way to unlock it and then start the launch sequence.
0: Okay, and then they go over the little weight of uh, everything that's inside right. there, which I'm sure it's been talked about already what what is in this ship is it credits inside that ship or am i is this a, yeah you know, it's
2: a payroll is
0: what they're stealing the imperial payroll okay i remember now that was what Luthen sent there sent them there to do that's why i started to almost question again i'm like wait a second is this sabotage mission what are they there to get again and then i saw that i'm like okay it's money and all right so i think yeah, that's I mean, the part they haven't let him in on yet is that it's
2: also a sabotage mission. Because when they were in the tent, uh, the one girl's uh, Sinta makes a little comment about she uh, primed the charges herself. So I think they're going to blow this dam too. Blow up the actual base? Yeah, not so much the base, just the dam that they built to block this sacred river. For these people of the planet
0: see now uh, the, uh, you have this um stonehenge style looking thing in the middle of that dam where they obviously dried it up i guess um do, are the people going to be worshiping around that when this is happening if they're going to be blowing the dam because they're going to be surfing if that's what's happening i mean hopefully they're up on the edge
2: yeah i don't know it doesn't seem like there's very many people left because they said it would just be a if- you know, a few dozen. Yeah. yeah. And how but, about
0: the line that guy said too, when he was just like, you imagine when all of them were here or whatever, he's like just that amount, you know, the, the smell of that amount or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. That- one, yeah. It was a, it was an Imperial guy, right? When they were talking mm-hmm. about getting time off to go watch the, right. to, to watch the show. Yeah. One of them was like, I wonder what that'd smell like. So I'm guessing there's a, there's a large bit of like racism and or, we're better than you um, because we're Empire. Yeah. Yeah, they're
2: peasants. They're, you know, the, you know, natural people for that world that you would think they would always be seen as less than the Empire.
1: Which brings me, maybe there is a lot of that because of the way that they treated the Andor group with the TIE fighter, which is my favorite part of the show. Um, Tom Line, you are correct, sir. That was amazing. All I could think of was uh, Maverick asking for a flyby, and the guy saying negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full because the Tie Fighter was off in the distance. You saw it. I'm like, okay. And then it comes with a flyby. And you're like, okay. And then it ground buzzers them. Oh. It was awesome. You, you know, the one thing I didn't
2: like about this scene, and, you know, I'm just going to say it, uh, you know, the actors all acted, you know, reacted to the TIE fighter, but the sheep didn't. And that just really <laughs> took me out of the moment. This fake <laughs> sheep, they, you know, not at all. Didn't even move. Nothing. They, they
1: couldn't hear it. Like it was the the whine of the TIE fighter was at such a level that the goats had no idea that it was there.
2: Mm hmm. Uh, the water <laughs> hitting the camera, I thought, was just perfect. You know, uh, we we've been, get so used to in Star Wars seeing the stormtroopers and TIE fighters as being uh, just hindrances to our heroes. And this really makes you see why Cassian was so worried about the TIE fighters in this plan how dangerous they actually would be to somebody who has nothing to fight back against them with.
1: And it sounds like this thing's a freighter with no defenses. And then you're going to have a tie tie fighter come at you and attack ship. That's like flying. I don't know. Let's that's like flying like a B 52 and having two Migs come at you on the sides, like to put it in a, in like our terms, you're flying like this, you're flying this jumbo slow moving ship that can probably not turn you're and gonna have you're, to get into the
2: atmosphere
1: before you, you gotta to the light speed. Yeah. yeah you got like a barge versus like two gunboats right like yeah. i mean there, it's just you feel like you're gonna have you're gonna be at such a disadvantage
2: right and what they say they had a three minute window or something like that right
1: yeah, uh,
0: they they hit it again too with they they hit it again with the intimidation factor. They did it t- two times in two episodes, and it hit even better this time, in my opinion, than the first time. I mean that that is some action, right? That got yeah. that gets the heart pumping a little bit. hear you know? it, it echo
2: through the mountains, you know that sound coming towards you, and it, it, it was like the level in Battlefront One where you have to fight a tie fighter. With a you know a blaster, and you realize how outmatched you are. There's yeah. literally nothing they can do to stop it.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it's th- these TIE fighters aren't just oh, we're gonna see a bunch of X Wings blowing them up type TIE fighters. It's just like this thing could destroy us. He could have destroyed them on that pass if right. he wanted to. If he wanted and to probably would have had no repercussions, you know, right? But he
1: didn't think anything of them. He thought, Oh, these guys are like like it was like, oh, these guys are peasants. I don't have anything to worry about. Let me just mess with them a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So he was scare be, the shit uh, out of some locals.
0: Yes. <laughs> there you
1: go. That's the way <laughs> yeah. to say it. That's the way to say it. That's exactly uh, what he was doing. Oh, man. That crop dust, though, was amazing. So, yes, Tom Line, I saw that on social media. And, yes, uh, that was an, the, my favorite part by far of this show. Now, of this episode, my
2: favorite part of this episode
1: is when they go back to, is it
2: Fest, Cassian's planet?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Imperials are taking over. As they're talking to each other about setting up their, you know, command center in this hotel, behind the two officers, you can see two guys pushing what looks like um, uh, one of the luggage carts from a hotel And there's actually white Imperial uniforms in plastic hanging on it.
0: No way. I did not see that. Yeah. That conversation conversation was funny too. I mean, they're, they're like, all right, let's set up camp here. You know, some stuff might be going on. And you know, I I think that officer who's there knows that Deidre was right, but he wants to get some credit for it. So yeah, they're going to set up a nice little hotel there and he's got his buddy there too. I don't, I don't know if uh, he's going to be a main character alongside him now, but uh, they're definitely setting up shop and going to start digging into what's going on, what happened at that planet or what's going on even deeper there. So, all right. After that solo speeder
2: bike was also in that scene that the um, Imperial troopers on in solo when they're having their little speeder chase it was mm-hmm. in the background. I, I always like to pick up on, you know, see little things like that pop back up into the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that was all we really saw from that planet, right? Was just really them setting up shop mm-hmm. there. And then that was just our only clip there. Yeah. Right? It
1: was just a, just a little quick snippet. Mm-hmm. And then I they remember. jumped
0: right over to Deidre juicing, juicing with her buddy there, staying up late night to try to find some
1: more stuff. Some Imperial <laughs> grade mess. He gives him some like he gives me like these like I, the sunken eyes in there, give yeah. me like this Tarkin vibe. I don't like. There's like a Tarkin vibe to him. It's not necessarily that he is Tarkin, but there's just this like, and it, and it's really the the distinguishing characteristic is those sunken dark eyes. It, that, I like, think it's the ISB kind of look.
2: I don't know. It, it it's like a a different kind of evil look to them. You know, with the they always have that kind of pale look sunken eyes like you know they, they devote themselves the to High, the strong
1: strong cheekbones yeah man it's there's just something about his look and he is below her right so he's not right. even like he's he's not even at the higher ranks it's and he's the one that sees it like he sees it and tries to talk her in to continuing the look because they both see a pattern and right. I, another line that i think was really great is like it's too coincidental or it's too it's too, too random Rand- random too random too- to not be uh in, in on purpose or something like that Yeah,
2: like mm-hmm. uh i i it was a line from silence of the lambs uh hannibal Lecter says the same thing doesn't this look like someone trying to be random rather than it's actually random but um yeah. And if you listen to them talk about their work and how devoted they are, and the amount of time that they have to spend on it, I think you can kind of see where that look comes from. You know, the hours and hours pouring over files and looking at computer screens, uh, doing drugs to keep yourself focused. Yeah, I mean the they
0: they took those pills, and she took her sip out of her Star Wars Yeti. I'm
1: That's right. Keep plugging
0: that. Um, yeah, uh, and he. He's going to be her side man that keeps egging her on and I think that's fairly obvious from what we saw here because even she was ready to pack it in for the night and it only took a little nudge from him to just be like all right let's go let's go through two more files mm. each let's keep grinding and then we jump over to our buddy Mr. Slapface uh, uh, yeah
1: <laughs> what, he he loves him some of him so, if there's He's one of be...
0: us, he had black series figures in his room. Did you see <laughs> the, pick...
1: the clones?
0: I, I saw figures on his shelf.
1: They're also gonna have a new cereal at Galaxy's Edge to go with the blue noodles. I want it now. <laughs> yeah, it what looks you... like
2: some Star Wars Oops All Berries or something. <laughs>
0: Now, will they sell the blue? Now, are we going to start seeing blue milk in stores? Right. So,
1: because like I, blue milk was in my mind, right? My head cannon. That was like an outer rim Tatooine thing. It was baby like, milk. It, why is it in Curaçao? I
2: don't know. Maybe they liked it and it caught on. I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot of dairy farms, you know, across the entire United States and we have milk
0: everywhere i'm just picturing a star wars freighter ship just like entering the atmosphere with the lights blinking and
1: the milk right. bottle shaking in the back <laughs> <laughs> the drop ship of milk right yeah milk bottles lights, lights it's blinking. Just, it's just i there was just this idea that the only place that we saw blue milk was on tatooine and that I thought that that was just a local delicacy, or that was a well, local a local drink, and now we're seeing it brought into that curse. was the only time
2: though we actually saw people sit down to eat in Star Wars, the original
1: trilogy. Okay, I, I said going to sit say, down to eat, uh, but <laughs> like what I meal. was going yeah, what I was going to get to, and you said original trilogy. You had Anakin picking up a peach or a apple or a pear. And forcing it over to his lovely Padme. So they were sitting down to eat, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't original trilogy because you threw original trilogy on me. So that was where I was going until you said original trilogy. Right. And I'm, you'd
2: have to go back and it's a deleted scene, so I don't think it counts, but I'm pretty sure Attack of the Clones, they had blue milk on Tatooine. Where at? On Tatooine. But then they also had blue milk on the planet. Uh in Rogue One.
0: Yep, I think you're right about that as well. Yeah.
2: Sitting on the counter, Galen Urso's wife is in the kitchen.
0: Oh, the or whatever? Of,
1: yeah, there's a picture of blue milk. Okay. I'd have to go back and look at it. I I, I trust the book of Alfie. But I there was. Do you have to understand and I'm sure there's somebody out there that also agrees with me that in their head canon, we. I thought it was just a Tatooine drink, and it was just something that they right, use. Right, because it was originally
2: said that it was Bantam milk. So I agree with you that it should only be on Tatooine, but it's also at Galaxy's Edge, and it comes in green too.
1: Right, and then it'll, yeah. it, well, the green is a different milk, right? And so that is just right, on it comes from space walruses or whatever. Right the nipples of a space walrus and that's just on two. and you and know what you... really
2: grinds my gears about that is you have to buy both of them to get both of the
0: cups <laughs> that's great just go to and there's one there's one thing that i don't want to miss too and we'll come right back to blue milk boy um deidre did you hear jacu dropped uh did you hear them drop uh, jacu yes. during that conversation
2: they also drop Hosnian Prime, Kessel, Fondor, Base Clay, is mentioned again, and uh, yeah, and Jakku. Which yeah. let me find where I wrote it down. That would be uh, Gallius Rax is in charge of the Imperial Installation Observatory there, which that's a secret emperor project right there so it's kind of odd that somebody would be stealing from there interesting uh kessel would be um you instantly think of han but that was five years prior to this so you don't think that would connect but timeline wise it probably would connect pretty close to that first episode of rebels where they free the Wookiees on Kessel with Agent Callus, which I know, again, you would think, well, they're all ISB agents, so wouldn't they know what happened? But then again, just from the meeting that they had in the previous episode, they obviously don't disclose a lot of information about what they're doing in different parts of the galaxy. So, yeah, maybe uh, the ghost crew that they're talking about. Hosnian Prime, uh, that's the second time has been mentioned in this series in, I think that may be where, uh, what do we call him now, Slap Boy? I called him Blue Milk Boy. (laughs) Blue Milk Boy, yeah. Okay, (laughs) I think that may be where he lives is Hosnian Prime, which goes to the sequel trilogy, that's the capital of the the Republic that gets destroyed because when okay. he arrives in that episode on the uh, freighter or uh, the whatever you call the ship i don't know I, my mind's blank right now they mentioned that they hosnian prime and a few different other planets are over the loudspeaker so it's not clear are they
0: landing on hosnian prime or are they going to hosnian prime okay yeah and uh, yeah, i i knew you would have those planets that he brought up there and that's I'd like to believe that that could be uh, the ghost crew for for what happened there. That That's pretty cool, because I think one of the best things this show does for you is, you know, you're in Star Wars, but then sometimes you're really reminded you're in Star Wars. Right. Um, you know, you can the dialogue can sometimes you can get lost in the conversations and a bit of the drama going on and then again holy crap there's a tie fighter coming oh yeah god there's oh yeah we're yeah. still on our, our wars. wars yeah yeah so i mean we we go back to blue milk boy which now i forget his freaking name what is it does it crease or cereal something? it's cereal cereal.
1: So, cereal yeah cereal i don't know cereal Carn. Yeah.
0: it's cereal Carn. cereal Carn. blue cereal Carn. Yeah. yeah um He's sitting down with mom at the table uh, having breakfast, and I can I think we can see that mom is a bit overbearing. Um, what 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 are your guys vibes on mom? What did what did you think? Do uh, You want
1: to go first, Brent? I mean, yeah, mom was overbearing. Um, came across as um, I don't know if it would be a good Italian mom um, if you want to go stereotypical, um, but like she's not going to take anything and she's going to put you in your place and knock you down pegs. If, if she feels you need to be knocked down a few pegs in her defense
2: though, I mean, he did kind of screw up a whole operation and got a whole lot of
1: people <laughs> killed.
2: So, I mean, she's not really being that hard.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. You, I mean, you he would didn't wa-
2: flunk out of college or anything. You know, he's coming back for the summer. He got fired because people died on his watch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you would want You would want your mom to be a little bit more supportive, I would think. Like in in that situation, you would want mom to be like, "Oh, honey, it's okay. We'll find a job." She's like, "No. Do you have any prospects? Oh, you don't have any prospects. How do you not have any prospects? I'll go talk to them. I'll go talk to your uncle. I'll because get you something." He probably had his something. life, yeah, with the uncle laid out
2: for him, and he said, "No, I want to go see the world, the galaxy, and I'm gonna sign up with this." Uh, security team and she said that's a bad idea and here he comes crawling back it kind of i told you so moment yeah. eat yeah, your so blue cereal
0: yeah yeah now we know the now i know the slap uh, kind of why it happened i'm sure word got back to her and yeah it it is just like it is just putting him down that he, because I don't know, does he ever even take a bite of the cereal? I feel like the whole time it's just him kind of he looked at it. With it and just like. and, then he, and he,
1: he picked up one of them and started kind of rolling it between his thumb and his forefinger. And they zoomed in on the on what it actually looked like. But, yeah, like it's one of those. let just like he is pissed off at himself. He is in he is in a deep depression and self-loathing he thought he was going to have this big come up and it blew up in his face and he's got to go home to mom. And I will say from my perspective, the fact that if I ever had to go home and live with my mom and dad, after I had established myself to go back to live with mom and dad, there's a part of me that would feel like, like internally is a failure. And like, that's like, I got to feel like that's where he's at. And I can kind of sympathize with that feeling that he's had.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, Alfie put it into perspective, too, that he did get people killed. Like, I mean, I don't know. You're so used to seeing these explosions and stuff happen. And <laughs> it's like pe- people
1: died, you know. And But did he really think that- so? Is that why he's in the depression is because people died? Or is he in the depression because he's not doing what he thought he was supposed to be doing?
2: He's in the depression because he bought into the job. I mean, he tailored his uniform. Mm -hmm. He went above his superior and said, no, we have rules and laws that must be followed. And even though you said no to leave it be, I'm going to ensure that someone answers for these crimes. And he went and he
1: screwed up big time. But he still thinks that somebody is, but in his mind, though, right? I'm trying to put myself in that character's mind in his mind, he still thinks that somebody needs to pay for these crimes. Oh yeah. He does 100%. You. He's got to find a way to make that person pay. Right. So this whole time he's like, like, how can I get there? What can I right. do? It's how not can his I find fault this? at
2: all in his mind. Right.
1: Yeah. He just chose the wrong
0: dude to go after pretty much as we could see what happened in those episodes. And I mean, the last uh, shot we see of him is him holding that hollow uh, puck of, um cassian again i mean he's obviously obsessed and wants to get to him so um hopefully that doesn't get sent out uh, to certain areas while cassian's going to do a raid on an imperial base you know hopefully he doesn't meet up with deidre and say yeah this was the dude this is his face this is what he looks like you know so but Cassian did shave, or no, he he has a clean-shaven face in that hologram, actually. So he's screwed. He should have kept the beard. Um, what
2: what and- if he goes to the flip side and joins the Rebellion to get back at Cassian? Wouldn't that be a more interesting story? It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But I think it would be a more interesting story if his uncle hooks him up with the family business (laughs) of running (laughs) arms or
1: something for the rebellion.
0: If
1: if his uncle is Luther. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? I didn't didn't think about it until you just said that. What if his uncle is Luther? Now, that would be interesting, but I doubt that. I'm putting them together on, you
2: know, the next heist and getting them in that moment where he's got uh, a chance to gun
0: smoke Cassian gun smoke love that term oh man we need gun smoke brought up at least once an episode
1: all right so speaking of gun smoking uh, and the guy the guy with all the tattoos from the prison colonies he rips the kyber off of cassian and he calls it sky kyber Mm -hmm. now I need details because I am not the book of Alfie. So what does he mean when he calls it sky kyber? Like I really held on to that word sky kyber. Yep. Well, let's find out. I, I can't
0: answer that. Uh, there has to yeah. be meaning for it. Yeah. And you can tell color wise that it does have a bit of white mixed into that blue color on it. So, well, uh, it- the first, I'm sorry
2: to cut you off, but the first yeah. thing that pops up said, Does Star Wars just introduce a new kind of Kyber crystal? So ah. I'm not seeing. Was that a Wikipedia? That- yeah, I'm not seeing that having been or mentioned. Wikipedia?
1: Yeah. Well, I was thinking because, the, like, I was, I was read something, the Rakatan, right? So mm-hmm. he was talking about the Rakatan. So I was thinking that. Yeah, there was some connection to the racket. Like this Sky Kyber had some connection to the Rakatan, and their like passion for sky, their passion it for is air there
2: was a Kuwati signet which represented the uprising against the Rakatan. Oh, they were taking the Rakatan out. Yes. Ah, okay. The Rakatan controlled the entire galaxy very ruthlessly. And the Kawadi, I, I can't remember if it's shipyards. Anyway, it was a central planet
1: in the core. Okay, so did they reference that in anything else? The Because Kawadi sounds like it's been referenced somewhere in Star Wars uh, the other Knights than of the old Republic. Show. Other than that, but how, I feel like Kawadi's been mentioned in a different that show. Is,
2: isn't it a name for a, a hyperdrive?
1: Something Could to be. do with ships. Okay.
0: Hyper, Kawhi and Hyperdrive being together sounds very familiar to me. I couldn't tell you where, but it just sounds right. I don't know. But after that, I mean, we pretty much have Cassian say, I'm being paid, which we talked about, which I, I loved that part. Because he just can't deal with, he he doesn't, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do my best job for you guys. I'm sick of you thinking I'm not. I need to. I need to know that I don't have to worry about you, so I can do my best job. So you need to chill the hell out. I'm going to. But yeah, I'm getting paid for this stuff too, by the way. And it's it's interesting because that's such a new concept for them to hear of a paid, you know, I, operative. Yeah, operative. I was even going to say bounty. Almost. He's like it's similar to that. Uh, you know, as far as the rebels go, they're like for them it's probably like a holy crap we're getting funded like this is big time what we're doing here i i think but then also we get his apology to andor which i liked um his brother was a farmer and he was killed by the empire and he pretty much just said you know he wasn't killed by the empire he killed himself oh he killed himself yeah yeah was it because they took his? Was it because they took out his farm that yes. he did do
1: that? Yes. Mm-hmm. They took his that. wealth and they took his source of income. They took what he cared about, mm-hmm. burnt it, I believe, and then burn it because, and flooded it. I think. And yeah. because he, he couldn't like live with himself because he lost what his passion was, he killed himself. Wow. Yeah,
0: and that's what he said. You know, I hated the empire before, and I don't even know. He said, "I don't even know how to describe what I feel towards them now." Basically, meaning like you know, I just he's crazed towards them. Essentially, is yeah.
2: it's very you know, very similar to like
0: Luke Skywalker.
2: Um, you know, he, he tells Ben Kenobi, "You know, I hate the Empire just as much as anybody else, but what can I do about it?" It's not till he comes back to the homestead and his aunt and uncle are dead and everything's burnt that he makes the decision. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ben and see what mm-hmm. I can do I'm going to do
0: something Brent, Brent's not uh, jiving with that uh. no it was more
1: it was more like he does say that he hates the Empire but at the same time didn't he want to go to the Imperial Academy right but
2: the Imperial Academy you would think is I mean it's pretty much his only ticket off of Tatsumi yeah,
1: right yeah. that's why he wanted to do it was to get out like he that, that was right. his ticket out yeah. Until it's like, a,
0: yeah, it's like, think of any big business, you know, it's like uh, any, any big company where you're just like, yeah, I hate them, but they're offering good money. So I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go do what I got to do, you know? Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then we also found out the story behind uh, I I'm not sure what rank he is, but the guy who was in the mud trooper um, gear, who's working on the empire side we found out his backstory as well because Cassian was like, all right, it's my turn now. You know, why is he helping us? And what, could you guys refresh me on what his story was again? Was it
2: his wife, his wife, his wife, he fell in love with a local and then she was killed by Mm -hmm, the empire.
1: Okay. And so, so what I like is, yes, you're getting the backstories, but it goes back to that quote that I said. Everybody has a rebellion, which is why I love rebels, which is why I like Rogue One, because I like and because I want to see how the rebellion formed, because everybody has a reason to be there. Mm -hmm. Like the the crazy smart uh, nerdy dude, some backstory had to be that he was some sort of technician and something happened and he he found out that they were building this type of thing as a weapon and he couldn't do it anymore. Um, the one chick who was more of like the medical person there's gotta be she saw some sort of attacks on kids or something like some sort of nursing situation is what I'm yeah. envisioning based upon what she's shown so far in the movie or in the show like everybody has a, a reason for the rebellion and it's just trying to figure out their why but right. then there's another cell on a different planet that has another reason to rebel like We're going to go to Free Axe, right? Free Axe is wherever Cassian was. We still have Bix and his friend and uh, all of the people that supported Cassian who are going to be under rebel oppression, or sorry, imperial oppression. They're going to start their own little band to try to rebel against. They they have to, right? At least that's what I feel is that's where we're going to, once that oppression comes, Cassian will either try to go back to help them or they're going to create a rebellion and Cassian's going to find out about it. And they're going to kind of link up and they're going to slowly like build these little small cells together. Right.
2: Just like, you know, the ghost crew and right. No, they, they had all their things that happened on Lethal, but then they each had a personal story with the empire. And, you know, that's what has always made the rebellion interesting is that everyone has just a little story, you know, it, not everybody lost somebody, but there's some point where the oppression of the Empire right. was just too much that turned them from just living with but disliking to I'm going to fight against.
0: Yep. And and then another one of my favorite parts of this episode, and pretty much, I mean, uh, I'm not sure what else there is to it really, but I loved when Cassian called out whether everybody was left-handed or right-handed when they were practicing walking.
1: No. So here's the deal. I feel like by doing that, he was telling them that he is way more observant than they thought he was, that he could actually pick up and perceive a lot of shit that they didn't even realize they were giving away. Right. And I think it was one of those things either to prove his worth or to ba- to say like look I know what I'm doing. It was and as they were testing him like I'm sure he could tell them a lot more stuff about it too. So like Cassian's been trained pretty solidly to get to this point. Um, mm-hmm. and Luthan, while he is nervous about it, I think made the right choice in getting Cassian into this crew. Yes.
0: Yeah, I I I, re- I really think the reason why I mean, while we didn't get much action this episode, my vision is we're getting introduced to the Cassian that we didn't know right now. And that we are seeing this version of him. Um, He's still a little bit green, but he also knows what the hell he's doing as far as tactics go. But as far as rebellion goes, this is all new to him. And I think my prediction, I think, you know, money-wise... I don't think he's going to care too much about the money when all is said and done. I think he's, I think this is what's going to possibly dedicate him to the cause. Uh, We'll see. Um, Do I have any points that I missed on this episode that uh, you guys want to bring up?
1: The only thing I want to throw, go ahead, Alfie. I'll let you. I
2: was extremely disappointed in this episode for one reason. And that is because they skipped over the dinner party. I really wanted to see this fun dinner party. And if there is no mention in the next episode on whether or not this guardrail got painted, I'm done with the show.
1: Yeah, they got the guardrail painted. I was going to go a different route. I was going to say the fact that there was both a Jedi and a Sith holocron sitting on Luthen's shelf as he was playing with the radio and fiddling with it. And ladies like they're not going to do anything today. Walk away. You're just as nervous as they are. And he's having second guesses. He's like, "Well, I rushed it. I rushed it. I shouldn't have done that." Right. And this is the big score
2: here. You know, this is going to be a big stand against the empire.
1: They're going to show them. They're going to show themselves and show right. the fact that there is a rebel. There is a rebellion against. It's, it's, it's going to like, bring a lot uh, of, a lot of stuff to light.
2: Like to like Beckett said in Solo, you from this moment you can walk away and nothing will ever happen to you. But you go with me and show yourself you're in this life forever. You're a rebel once you're always going to be a rebel, and the empire will never stop hunting you.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I thought they did such a good job of that girl who works with Luth- Luthan when she said, you know tomorrow this is all going to be over. And it's like, you can tell for him, that's like a Holy crap moment. Like, you know, this, this insanely timed out mission with this band of guys, I got together, you know, he's questioning whether I should have plugged in Cassian or not, you know, he's stressing out, whatever. It's like, how do you sleep that night? How do you not just sit there at the radio trying to intercept some kind of signal of, you know, you know, something's going on here, whatever. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get our wish next episode. There's no way they can avoid showing this raid next episode. I mean,
1: go ahead. I, oh, I was just going to throw that in there. If they do, people are going to lose their minds.
0: Yeah. The, the raid is happening next episode. It has Marty, to happen. Yes.
2: It's gone on long enough. And you mentioned the Jedi and Sith holocrons, which, yes, they are a lot larger, and you would think that the Emperor would have found them by now, and there'd be no way, but it's just an Easter egg, let it go. There is another shot, a a very wide shot of his store, and you can see the whip in the Carbonite, Indiana Jones's whip, a lot better. You can also see the one next to it is the Golden Idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then there's a third one, that's his boots. Well,
1: so I also saw I also saw a picture and it wasn't the golden idol, but it was like the egg shaped thing. The Sankara
2: from- stones from temple of doom.
1: They're right next to the, right. the, um, the, holograms. somebody right. threw that on social media. I cannot claim that I knew that or saw that I didn't see it. I, I saw a post on social that media on the
2: previous episode, but, um, yeah, they were a lot more visible in this one. The, it, the shot lingered right on those stones. Yeah. And now,
0: yeah. Go ahead,
2: Alfie. Seeing all of that, all four MacGuffins from Indiana Jones have been in Star Wars now. I'm kind of anxious to see the fifth movie and go back and see if we've already seen what's going to be the MacGuffin in the fifth film. I think that'd be pretty cool that it, for it to have already been out.
0: That would be awesome. The, the best There's no of Easter that. eggs in fan service. Yep. The best part about the Lego Indiana Jones game, which I play with my little guy, too. It's just as good as the original Star Wars. It's an older game, but it's just fun. The first level, when Indy, uh, you know, is running from the ball and everything, um, he goes to hand them the uh, statue that he gets, and he's trying to pawn off um, a Lego C-3PO head. Yeah in it so Mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of star wars shout outs in the lego indiana jones game so right i love seeing that dynamic i actually me and my wife have been on an indiana jones kick and i just for fun because she's a big indiana jones fan i said who's more of an iconic character would you say han solo or indiana jones (laughs) And she's just like she was like freak out indiana jones why would you even ask me that that was her response to. It. But
1: aren't they the same kind of character?
0: I, I'd
2: say no, so. because I, I, Indiana uh, Jones is a college professor. Oh, oh, okay, yeah,
1: he's not a scoundrel.
2: Okay, no, and he doesn't okay. sell the stuff that he finds; belongs in a museum. Oh, yes. okay. Or with the people that they took it from. Now, uh, now, this episode has the stones, has the golden idol, the cup. From the Last Supper was in Rebels. Do you either of you know where the Ark of the Covenant was? Which movie it was in?
0: No, that's an Alfie point situation. I'd say someone could get five Alfie points for that. There we
2: go. It's visible, <laughs> and it's actually in. Uh, again, it's in the i the Force Awakens. Lego video game. Okay. It's on that level. I believe it. Where it was at in the movie.
0: And has the Crystal Skull been in something?
2: The Crystal Skull was in Solo. So was the uh, Golden Idol. They were both sitting on Dryden Boss's, uh, Okay. little display there.
0: The Crystal Skull is like one Indiana Jones movie that I actually really don't remember, I'll say. I, I only saw it like once in theaters and I don't think I've re-watched it. So yeah, I went to funny. a
2: midnight showing to see that and I thought it was great. And we got in the parking lot, and I was like, I told Rob, I was like, Man, that really wasn't very good, was it? But man, watching it, it seemed amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I need to go back and watch that again I'm just on an indie kick I, I got excited for the Indiana Jones the fifth Indiana Jones movie and I didn't start watching those till later in life so I'm excited to um, see those so as far as final thoughts go uh, for this episode uh, what where do you guys want to go here uh, final thoughts we pretty much touched on everything
1: I mean Anytime there was so, there was so much action in this show that I mean I can't stop watching it. Yes. No, I I, can, I <laughs> Yes. If if there is not action, it would make because I like to see the world burn. It would make me so happy if there was no action. Bob, just because If I this could... was the
2: Imperial Senate <laughs> episode next, just like forty-five <laughs> minutes of Imperial Senate,
1: that would be Today? amazing. <laughs> the world would burn and I internally would be giggling with joy. Because, like, the world, like, the collective Star Wars fandom, even lose better. their ever loving mind.
2: The episode starts with them putting on the imperial uniforms, getting ready for the raid, <laughs> and then flashbacks. Then, I mean, and
1: then
2: I guess, some flashbacks,
0: they, and then we'll gotta,
2: go to the imperial senate and we'll <laughs> never leave the imperial senate.
0: No, no. Well, I here's the thing. The they say the line in this episode, the night before is always hard. So, the episode before, you know, with the uh, action, the episode before is always hard. That's what she said. Um, it's always yeah. hard to
1: get through because you're anticipating. I'm just telling you, like, that just because it was the night before, and just because they were sitting down at the fire. And the two girls took off to run, like, doesn't mean that it's going to happen because they have 24 hours to kill and they can they can do a whole show. It's only 30 minutes of a show, maybe 45 minutes of a show. You could do that all prior to dawn if you wanted to. Now, if you told me Rings of Power would not do a
0: battle, I'd believe you in two seconds. But... Andor has a, a a real director for it and a good director, so I'm feeling good about it. So. <laughs> and yes, that shots fired at Rings of Power. Oh, don't I'm get sorry. me started on that one. Because I, I actually, I, I, to
1: be honest, I gave up on that one. You guys I, like?
0: I'm the biggest fanboy. I'm the biggest fanboy when it comes to Lord of the Rings, man. And it was like just put anything Lord of the Rings in front of me, I'm gonna love it.
2: I read Lord of the Rings once every year. And yeah. this show, I can't get through it. I finally watched like the last 20 minutes today yeah. of the most recent episode.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I could not do a podcast on, on that show because it would just be me. Ra- it would be me yelling the entire time about certain things. <laughs> it it, just, it drives me nuts. I called my brother on the drive home because he finally watched it today just to literally just yell back and forth about the show and I'm still going to keep watching it because it's Lord of the Rings but I mean damn so all right well that's my Lord <laughs> of the Rings rant and that's chapter we'll see you next week thanks for listening
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but real talk guys I mean I'm excited for for this show I, I Brent I hope the world does not burn next week because I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to this raid I want to see this raid I thought we were getting it this episode but yeah the, you can only tease us once do not tease us twice and i don't want to start getting a little upset with you um so <laughs> as always you can reach us at rule the galaxy sw on twitter rule the galaxy at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at rule the galaxy sw if i'm not mistaken we've got tiktok at rule the galaxy podcast and you can find our etsy store at all capitals rule the galaxy And from me, from Alfie, from Brent, may the force be with you.